Hey, welcome to the one, the only Bodcast podcast. I am Don, and over across from me yawning is Scott. Good morning. Good morning. It's Why does it feel like night then? It, it's been a long week. Oh, long yes. day. It, it is night, and it's the kind of night that starts to get darker earlier. Yeah, we had actually had to turn the light on. I, we haven't turned the light on in the basement in a long time. Not a fan. No, no, I like the sun better. Exactly. It's much nicer. So yeah, the summer is coming to an end and fall is beginning to start. However, the 80-some degree weather is still present. Yeah, but this week, not that anybody cares, because by the time they hear this, it'll be cold. Yes. It's supposed to be like 78 and no humidity and wonderful. When is this? The rest of the week, like Uh, after today. Oh, nice. Yes, my birthday is coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, if you hear this around Christmas time, you owe me a belated gift. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be like seventy-eight, sunny, and no humidity. And, and so he's gonna be like, "Happy birthday to me!" Yeah, he's gonna be really old in two days, and, and I get to celebrate it at work. Oh, really? How are you celebrating it at work? That was sarcasm. Oh, <laughs> I thought maybe they were doing something fun for you. Or oh no, we do the whole the birthday club where you bring in something for somebody else mm-hmm. so like it, we you draw names out of a hat okay um and then that person you bring in a like a cake or a ice cream or donuts or you know something okay and uh what's funny is there's a guy that uh, him and i have gotten each other like three years in a row oh wow like i pulled his name he's pulled mine really yeah Okay. So I sometimes I wonder if they're like re- rigging it to see uh-huh. how long they can keep it up. But yeah, we've had the same. So I don't get it. So you just wait. So at the beginning of the year, you s- pick names out and. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. We, we it's like. So after you, Christmas. Run, no, it's like February because I okay. think they like wait till all the time off and all that. I work for a company that gives you like two weeks off over Christmas and all that. Okay. It's kind of nice. So then by February, you pick it out for the year. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> and then you just wait for their birthday and. Yep. Okay, that's kind of fun. The guy that had me said, "Hey, what do you want me to bring in?" And I was like, "Oh, are you serious? Like, you have me again? <laughs> like, because I have you." So. Oh, so okay. Wow, that, that's have, not coincidence. No, someone's having no a way. field day with yeah. that. So, it's a hat full of the name Justin, and mine his is a hat full of Don or it's something. It's got to be. There's no way, like. Our HR does it. She doesn't seem like the kind of person that would have that kind of sense of humor, but maybe. See, I don't even understand statistics very much, but there's <laughs> no way that that's statistically possible. Right. Or you should just, uh, you know, uh, what, collect a get a lottery ticket and see what you can win? You know? No, yeah. we, uh, yeah, I, I'm still checking levels because I sound really weird today. Sorry. Uh, another podcast, another time of Don trying to figure out how to work sound. Yeah, it probably doesn't help that we're listening, you know, pretending we we're aliens earlier with the, the microphone and stuff. I didn't think I messed anything up because I didn't save it and I reopened it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were really doing that. I'm not disputing it. Um, it's just, I don't know. Hold on, I'm not moving my mic. It looks like it's fine now. I, I was getting like very little waveform, so I'm sorry if you started. Li- That's not doing time either because I forgot to save it. Ugh! So what's going on? Are we not recording? No, we are. I'm going to see if I can change it to time. Okay, we're good. Okay. There's um, It will do it by beat and meter, or it will do it by time, the okay. recording software, if you're doing instrument or voice. But I want to, I want time because it helps me know like how long we've been recording and if we got to wrap it up. So Yeah, that's, yeah that would have been very weird to be like, so we are at 1,000 beat and meters. Yeah. I don't even know what that looks <laughs> like. Beat and meters, <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's how music works. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I used to play guitar way back in the day. Did you ever take music theory or anything like that? Actually, no, I did. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. I took music theory one in college. Okay. I don't remember much. See, my guitar teacher actually taught me music theory. I tried to beg one to teach me, and he was like, "Yeah, just bring me a recording of a song you want to learn." And I was like, "That's mm-hmm. not what I want." So that's what that's what my guitar teacher did for a while, and then he's like, "Do you actually want to learn the?" And I was like, "Sure." And so, you know, he actually taught me music theory and that sort of thing. And again, I don't remember much. Stacked um, fifths are bad, but every power chord's made out of one. That's like all <laughs> I remember. And a chord is a root of fifth and a third. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, you're that. right. Uh-huh. Yeah. See? Because a power chord and power chords are what? That's what you just learned. Well, yeah, that's a root of fifth and a fifth. Especially during the time of metal. Right. That's all the, you learned. The time is still the time of, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot. You listen to K-Love now. 
What? No. You are positive and encouraging. Oh, heck no. So positive. Heck no. Air One? Is that the one? That's like for the people that are... See, I don't even know the Christian stations around here. Is that bad? No. Uh, I mean, you can't... I don't listen to the radio, so... Okay, I don't listen to much of the I radio say you, either. Uh, you, but you need to know how to avoid them. The radio stations? Yes. Okay. That Now that everybody that listens to K-Love has now stopped listening to oh. our podcast. I mean, <laughs> wait... Yeah, po- positively encouraging. I've heard. I listen to sometimes positively encouraging stuff. <laughs> so, well, my, <laughs> my sometimes, sometimes. Well, my students like. So I work. So, so my students rap is kind of the main thing, and at first I was like it's the love language. I was all about heavy metal, and then now I'm like, oh, I like rap, and so when I'm around my girls, I definitely listen to some very. Um, I mean, we listen to like Tupac and Biggie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to teach you gotta those. Grow them you got to teach right. those girls right. Yeah, <laughs> '90s misogynistic rap was um, where it was. But no, they they listen to like Lecrae and, and Tadashi and some, you know, something like that. And then um, I still try and keep up with some of the other music as well. But um, but but yeah, I like. It. But but unfortunately, their idea of oh no, I'm going to lose some more. What do you what do you call it? Listeners. Subscribers. Subscribers. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people say like Toby Mac is rap, and I think that's the only rap they oh, play on like no. um, K Love. I was like, no, nah, I can't do that. We we I've created the uh, KB monster in my house. Oh, okay. So I you know I was listening to it, and my oldest really started to get into it, and like, he, oh, my oldest is like a hip hop aficionado now. Nice. Like we I've I've like sat down because he hates anything related to English writing, reading, all, like he'll read okay. books, novels and stuff, but like right. he hates the whole writing part of stuff for school and right. he hates all that. So I've like sat down and like, we've dissected rap songs and I, and like when I'm done, I'm like, and that is why you have to be good in English. Nice. <laughs> like, nice. Cause it like, you know, it's like, Oh, th- he's like circling back here. He's doing a play on words here. That's going to circle back to this. I'm like, and that's why you got to be good at English. Okay. Like, <laughs> Like yeah, he's he's got a lot of words that he can rhyme with because he's good at English. <laughs> like, does it work? Um, no, nah, not really. But okay, might as not, well try. He's probably like, well, I'm not going to be a rapper. I'm just listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, he's the one out there on the football field. Like he'll be rapping some song like KB or uh, what's the oh gosh, I can't remember half the guy. He KB's likes good. He likes NF, the most depressing oh, rapper in existence. Gosh, yes. It, like mom won't let him put it on the playlist because they make Spotify lists for when they're in the car mm-hmm. together or whatever. And she's like, no, no NF. Mm-hmm. She's like, you can pick whatever, no NF. Yep. Was what? it one, two, few or something? He's cool. No, I know who you're talking about. What's his name? About. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And then um, I got him on to, uh, oh, who does K-Loke? Uh, Social Club Misfits. Who? Okay. I don't know them. Yeah. They're pretty good. They got a couple songs. They got like, I think a bunch of EPs. I don't know if they have a full length out. Yeah. Yeah, NF was just on like the main, what the top billboards, top album selling album, of yeah, whatever for a while. And it's like whoa, yeah. But no, I mean, I guess he claims Christianity, but man, he is a very depressing. Yes. Um. Yes. Depressing rapper. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm kind of upset because I introduced NF. It's my fault. This kid <sighs> likes, and I'm like, man, you're 12. When you're 14, this music will make you depressed. Right now, you're just like, oh, it's got a good rhyme. Right. You know, you don't know why he's all upset. But uh-huh. when you when life hits you, son, yeah, NF's gonna make you sad. <laughs> it is. It is. But it is what it is, no. I guess. But my uh, youngest, my three-year-old, almost four-year-old, he likes KB. Okay. So and he's always trying to tell Google to play stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny if he doesn't like a song, he'll he'll stare. We have a Google Home Mini. That's our yeah. extent of Big Brother in the house. Yeah. Um, he'll sit there and stare at it. And he'll go skip, skip. Skip, because you, if you don't want to hear a song, you're like, hey, Google, skip. And so he'll sit there, and if he doesn't like what's on, he'll be like, skip, <laughs> skip. And are like, hey, you got to do the keyword, kid. Like, <laughs> once he learns that, it's all over. Okay, though. so then you'll never listen to a song. It'll just It'll be skipping. him going, yeah, it'll okay. be, you know. Okay. Yeah, my, my daughters, they're not big music people. My da- my wife isn't either. Oh, my house is like, there's music from somebody in every room all okay. the time. My daughter does sing at like 5 in the morning. Oh, that's a great. We wake time. up and she's like belting like yeah. really loud, and it's like, oh my gosh. You're like I don't like Moana songs anymore. <laughs> she, she's like, Daddy, did you hear me? Well, she makes up her own songs. She doesn't even oh. sing real songs. She's like, Oh, do nurture that man. Oh, well, I do. I right. do. Well, not at five in the morning. I don't. Yeah. Um, when she's doing it, other times great. But the other morning, she's like, it was Labor Day, 
And she's like, Daddy, did you hear me singing? Unfortunately, yes. You're like, I'm supposed to be sleeping. Did you not like it? No, it sounded, well, I was like, I, I didn't like hearing it at five in the morning. So I went back to sleep. She's like, well, the, the few verses you heard, did you like it? I was <laughs> like, the few verses I heard, I was like, I want to go back to sleep at five in the morning. <laughs> well, you know who writes songs, though? Moses writes songs. In a couple of chapters, we'll get there. But first, oh, we yes. got to hit chapter 30. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're getting into that. Great yes. transition. Great transition. All but right. before the Moses song, which Scott will try and sing for you guys in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Just like Moses would. Yeah. You know what? We did not decide how far you're going to read in chunks. Um, so how how about you? one through ten? That's where I got my first set of notes through. All right. And I'm going to open up my commentary while you start okay. doing that. So chapter 30 of Deuteronomy, verse one through ten. And when all these things um, come upon you, the blessing and the curse, which I've set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God has driven you and return to the Lord your God, you and your children, and obey his voice in all that I command you today with all your heart and with all your soul, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you, and he will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. If your outcasts are in the uttermost parts of heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will take you. And the Lord your God will bring you into the land that your fathers possessed, that you may possess it. And he will make you more prosperous and numerous than your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring, so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, that you may live. And the Lord your God will put all these curses on your foes and enemies who persecuted you, and you shall again obey the voice of the Lord and keep all his commandments that I command you today. The Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your womb, and in the fruit of your cattle, and in the fruit of your ground. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you, as he took delight in your fathers, when you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes that are written in the book of the law, when you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You so want to say it. And all your strength. It's not there, but it's, you know, the way Jesus says it. That's Deuteronomy 6. Sorry. Not 30. No. And we're going New Testament today. Oh. But not necessarily Matthew. Really? When he talks about that. No. This would be interesting. I can't wait to see what you have. Really? You don't have it? No, I got a bunch of other crap. <laughs> <laughs> crap. Did Sorry. you just call the word of... No, I'm saying my notes. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's my notes right. are the other crap. Okay. <laughs> well, then let's hear some of the crap you have. Yeah, it's, it doesn't sound as much fun, though. Um, I mean, I don't really start... I'm trying to read my stupid, sloppy handwriting. This is your idea to write in the Bible. <laughs> in different colors. Did you use different colors? I have colors? done different colors. It's just really... Yeah. Okay, see? Yeah, I got that I got that pen like yours, a different clicky one, but it's got a pencil in one of the three. Ooh. Um, and it's not that great because I don't use a pencil for anything. Okay. But, yeah. you know. But, ooh. ooh. <laughs> um, kind of jumping right in, getting right into the second and third verses. Um, well, even, you know, one through three if you want to do the whole little section there. Uh, but two specifically, he says, And return to the Lord your God, uh, you and your children, and obey his voice in all that I command you today with all your heart and with all your soul. Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you, and he will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. And this is one of those where people often ask that question that for some reason we so quickly like brush aside is, do we have free will? And it depends on who you talk to. And what answer you're going to get and how deep they're willing to get with you. Some people will say, well, no, God doesn't give man free will. He, you know, he's sovereign over everything, controls everything from start to finish. And then you ask a question, well, then why would I pray? Mm. Uh, you know, it doesn't make much sense if I don't have some kind of free will. Or why am I being uh, disciplined or punished for a sin if I don't have free will? Right. So you get people that often ask that that really tough question. And you see somewhat of an answer in these verses here because you get that continued uh, sovereignty plus responsibility or sovereignty plus free will playing within this verse. So there is 
a requirement that we obey, or in this case, there is a uh, desire for God to see his people to turn back and to obey him. And at that point, he is going to restore them to the place they were. So throughout Deuteronomy, we've seen that a lot. And we see it again. There, There is, it's not such a simple answer mm-hmm. of, if do I have free will? Well, yes, you do. But God also orchestrates things and has sovereignty over things. Right. Oh, so he only has sovereignty and or- orchestrates big things. Well, yes, but he also does little things <laughs> in your life too. Well, I thought you said I have free will. But here you just once again kind of get that big overview. Mm-hmm. And I think the best answer is that God is sovereign over all things, but there is a requirement for obedience that comes through the free will that God has given us. Mm. So that for some people might be a sufficient answer and for other people might be like, no, that's not it or go deeper or something. But we see that play happening here in those verses. So you're saying you kind of see a combination of both where you see the, um, you see God's people um, taking ownership as they, they turn back to God and as they obey his commands. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also see, a work of God in, in the, say, the circumcision of, of their hearts or... Well, and that's a little bit lower down oh, there. Yeah, kidding. but that's okay. definitely his... Well, and that's where we talk about uh, sovereignty and salvation, and that's a whole other conversation uh, that can go on. But um, I'll hit that a little bit more when we get around verse 6 Okay. Um, about that. But yeah, I mean, that's a whole other you know, soteriology, how are you saved? What's the methodology of being saved? Who saves you? Who does the act of saving? And what is your role in that salvation? That's really a a whole nother section, mm-hmm. a whole nother topic that comes up. But that, the one that I would like, uh, if we were studying Job right now, the question would be, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people, right? Right, right. Um, we're kind of seeing here that there's a sovereignty piece of play and then there is a obedience piece of play. So there's a responsibility of the people to do things because there is a free will, Mm -hmm. but there's also the God who sovereign sovereignly orchestrates things. I think, and and not to do too much of a spoiler alert, but I think this chapter even, it it ends with a choice. Um, (laughs) God being very clear. um, Here's your two options. Choose one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says, I highly encourage you to choose this one. Um, now, if you haven't figured it out, he's asking you to choose obedience and life. However, um, he kind of offers that choice really throughout most of this. But I guess we do see God's sovereignty and God's well, working God's and moving through that as well. And his omniscience saying, "You, I want you to choose this, but I know you're not. Yeah, because <laughs> then we get into Moses' song, and yeah. I don't think that's always upbeat. Right. It's more like an NF song. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, I mean, what I have, I mean, at least especially in the beginning, we've, we've kind of finally hit some sort of like happiness where for the past couple of weeks, um, we've been talking about a. You know, I don't even have tissue for my students. I have not for the butt toilet paper. Um <laughs> At work. Well, yeah, I just stick it right there. I can't. This is a good podcast. He's talking to me. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm blowing the snot out of my nose. Yeah. Sorry, man. So, um, so really, for the past couple of weeks, we've been talking. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the curse and 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 how that curse comes upon them and, and their disobedience. Um, but what we see is a common theme throughout um, a lot of the Old Testament in general is we see any time that, that God punishes or any time there's, there's a, a place of discipline, um, God also restores. Um, so there's that moment of restoration. And I think mm-hmm. in, in chapter 30, we start to see that moment of restoration where God once again brings upon blessing blessings to his people. Um, however, with that, um, there is still kind of a covenant slash contract slash idea of, of obedience is still required in order mm-hmm. for this blessing to um, provide restoration and, and even blessing to God's people as a whole. A hundred percent. So verse six. Oh, really? There's the uh, really quick in four. Um, and I know I, yeah, sorry. Uh, if, your outcasts are in the uttermost parts of heaven. From there, the Lord... Oh, my gosh. I can't even read. 
Uh, from there, the Lord your God will gather you, and from there, he will take you. And there is the uh, uh, extent of God's reach is being demonstrated in that verse, that no matter how far out, they're scattered. So this is kind of a foreshadowing when they are scattered, be, the exiles are scattered, scattered in Babylonia and stuff like that, that he will bring them back to his place for them. So there's this great uh, imagery of God's extensive reach that we would say it nowadays like you like nobody is too far from god like you might Mm -hmm. even see a bumper sticker like you know you can't stray too far he'll always kind of get you like the crook of his shepherd staff can snag you from anywhere sort of thing so we we often will lose hope on somebody and say hey they're just too far gone or whatever there's no way that that person will ever you know be saved etc god how is he going to restore them but like we see here he's like Hey, I don't care how far away you are. No matter how far you guys are scattered out, once again, foreshadowing that exile, he can bring you back and restore you as a people. And it gets pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, I, think, I mean, I always say that my testimony is just a bunch of me being stupid and God saying, Hey, be less stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there are people that might have a testimony like, you know, they, you've got the, I murdered six people, did meth, drove a car off a bridge and God saved me and, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever. Now I have a jailhouse ministry or, you know, whatever happens yeah. to be or I should have been in jail, but, you know, God's grace, I'm out. You know, you get these great elaborate. I was a, you know, a level 10 wizard and I was casting spells on people or whatever. And God pulled me out of darkness. Like, so you have people that might seem so far gone. Right. But God can pull them back in. Mm-hmm. The, like, or you might even know Christians. And I always have hope because I have several friends in my life who have like, you know, walked away or admitted that like, you know what? I was going to church because they had a, had a great music, mm. but I realized that God's probably not for me. And they've walked away. I've, I've got people with real stories like that. I've got a very dear friend who admitted he followed a person and not God. He basically was enamored with the pastor, but not with God himself. And when the pastor left, he lost his will to do anything. And th- so there's always this hope that God can reach that person regardless of how big of a fan of Nietzsche they are now or whatever, right, you know, right. or whatever, and pull them back in. Mm-hmm. So there's always that hope that, you know, God can restore his people. Right. I think that's what, you know, that verse kind of called out a bit to me there. Okay. But going on, and All it right. says, in the order God will bring you into a land that your fathers possessed, that you may possess it. And he will make you more prosperous and numerous than your fathers. And then verse six, and the Lord, your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul that you may, that you may live. That is the soteriology. So the word soteriology is basically the method of salvation. What, what, how does salvation happen? And it starts from a a big overview all the way down to people will start dissecting like the little mini pieces, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so is it, uh, that, uh, are you saved the moment you say a sinner's prayer or are you saved, uh, the moment you say you'll be baptized or at what point, like, did you make a conscientious decision or what, you know, like people try and splice down into those little bitty pieces, Mm -hmm. but the big 30,000 view, you know, mile foot up view or whatever, looking down on it is, if God doesn't circumcise their hearts here, the insinuation is that they have no way to love and obey God. Hmm. That's the insinuation. So the the soteriology here is, and every Arminius just turned off the podcast and unsubscribed. Um, <laughs> the insinuation here is, is that God is giving them the ability to worship him. And I did not pull that out of my own Calvin handbook written by Martin Luther himself. Um, I actually got that from my commentary writer. So before you send an email um, and say, uh, too much R.C. Sproul for Don, I'm not listening anymore. I actually got that from uh, Grisanti's commentary that we are seeing that the Lord is the one who actually preps the heart for that person's salvation. In this case, he's using the term circumcise. He's removing the rough outer, the outer skin of the heart and making it so that that person's heart can be prepped to obey him, be filled with his spirit, and go on. So I wonder, though, if you're the writer of your commentary ended up getting that from Paul in the New Testament. Oh, I'm almost as sure that... I'm sure it's Dr. Michael Grisanti. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just... He's familiar with Paul's writings. <laughs> I, I just lost my, my spot in my notes. I pushed a button and it disappeared. Um, 
So hopefully I made it reappear <laughs> um, using control Z. So <laughs> anyway, we've kind of actually already addressed this in Deuteronomy 10, um, 16 and 21, where we see that's my looking it up um, <laughs> circumcise therefore the foreskin of your hearts and be no longer stubborn mm-hmm. um, uh, for the Lord your God is the God of God's Lord of Lords uh, the great the mighty and the awesome God who is not partial and takes no bribe um, skip forward to verse 21 where it says he is your praise. He is your God who has done for you these great and terrifying things um, that your eyes have seen. Um, we see where we're continuing to look at the circumcision of the heart in chapter 30. Um, and we see, and the Lord your God will circumcise. So he asks them to circumcise their heart in chapter 10. We find out in chapter 30 that ultimately it's God that that is the one that circumcises our heart. Um, so that we can love God um, with all, all our heart um, and with all our soul. Um, and we find out that Paul kind of steals this idea and kind of helps us understand it in a I New mean, Testament is it, language. Is it stealing when you're inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the epistle? I mean, come on. You no, know. <laughs> otherwise, well, well, most of Paul's stuff would be um, yanked from, from Deuteronomy and, and other parts of the Old Testament because... Yeah. Wait, he was an Old Testament scholar, wasn't he? Right, yes, he uh-huh. was. He would have memorized the Pentateuch. He's better than I am. By the time he was 12. I struggled just five <laughs> verses. Um, so in Romans 2, 28. Sorry, I'm, I'm flipping through the paper Bible that I have. I'm going to do all that work. I'm not even trying. Um, so Romans 2. I could have it on my app. Yeah, you really could. <laughs> this um, is more fun. This is good. I, I see a two. I see a two in the corner. All right, 228. <laughs> um, so in 228. Um, and 29, it reads, For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical. But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. So really, Paul almost rewords that. Oh, yeah, and once again, says that a circumcision of the heart is ultimately from the Holy Spirit, from, from God himself. Um, and, and once again, his praise is, is not from man, but from God. So we really see Paul bringing Deuteronomy into a New Testament world. Um, so we can't really say, oh, well, that doesn't count anymore. That's Old Testament. Well, Paul's going, no, nah, not really. And, and if you're a Christian, a lot of your what, theology, a lot of your doctrine, doctrine. comes from, from Paul, who takes a lot of that stuff from the Old Testament and, and Deuteronomy. Yeah, so if you're a, quote, red-letter Christian or a New Testament Christian, you do have to understand that the entirety of Scripture, and we've used that term before, the whole counsel of God is what shapes your theology and your doctrine. It's not just, man, I'm really into the Gospel of John, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Yep. But in reading the Gospel of John or Romans or Acts or whatever you're reading in the New Testament, you need to understand that those guys are understanding the entirety of the old testament in light of what they're saying and writing in the new testament absolutely absolutely uh you do get ezekiel uh who says uh i god says i will remove your uh heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh so once again you're seeing that rough hardness of heart that unpenetrable heart being removed and putting in a soft flesh heart they can then receive so we keep seeing that over and over again that is kind of the repeat uh i mean to go even farther back, you know, we see that God also can do the reverse. He hardens Pharaoh's heart. So he's kind of doing the opposite. He's making it more impossible for Pharaoh to uh, let his people go. So we, we see that it is ultimately God who gives us the ability to obey. And it's also God who gives our hearts the abilities to respond. Mm. So we kind of see, yeah. So we basically see God messing with, or, Messing with <laughs> just that, you've been punked people's <laughs> lives for a, for a while, yeah. um, and whether that's a hardening or whether that's a softening. Well, so the soteriology that I would ascribe to would be that the Lord softens your heart so that you can be counseled by the Holy Spirit, and then led towards salvation. So I'm not sure what you're looking at, but that's a lot of fast scrolling. Yeah, I'm um, trying to find the a chart. Of course, then there's the uh, um, Paul once again saying that some people were created as vessels of wrath. So wrap your head around that one, kids. Should I edit that out? Because now I've scared everybody. Yeah, no, <laughs> now you've scared everybody. 
it's not in here. All right. Um, that was good. That was great. What I was yeah. looking. All right. <laughs> I was like, he was, he was searching go? his phone for a chart and it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I never understood, like, Stan, like the Kindle sometimes where, like, a reference point will be there at one point, but then it won't be there. It'll be at another reference point at a different time. It depends on if you, I've done that before. You change the size of the font. Okay. And sometimes the reference point changes, but I think it depends on who authored the Kindle book. Oh, uh, okay. But, yeah, I've had that happen a couple of times where I'm like, but it said it was in location X, Y, and Z, but it's not there. Okay. <laughs> so I also had a chart that I screenshotted, and I don't know where the screenshots go. That I cannot help you with. Yeah, because you got an Apple. Well, even I, my screenshots on the Apple, at the end it says, do you want to discard it or save the photos? Oh. And if it didn't say save the photos, I would have no idea where it was. Okay. Ooh, screenshots. Oh, I found the chart. But it's for later on in this chapter. Yeah, for those of you in the early 2000s, we would be sitting at the table and be like, I'm Don and I'm a Mac. And he'd be like, I'm Scott and I'm an Android. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, but, but I'm also a PC. So you're like oh, a yeah. Mac twice. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a PC and an Android? Two. I'm an Twice over. I fell I fell into the whole Mac universe kind of on accident. I have a Mac at work. I have iPhone because Androids kept failing me. A couple months ago, he was an Android man. No, it was uh, about three years ago. Was it that long ago? Two years ago. Two or three years ago, I switched. Wow. Okay. So he's been an Android man much longer. No, I Apple. I went Apple. Or Apple, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I, I had those like... That's a different podcast. Yeah, I, had like, okay. I had like three Nexus phones in a row that died, and I was talking to the guy at the store, and he's like, I'm not trying to say anything, but I see a lot less apples come back for weird incidences. So you can try it, and you have 14 days. You can come back and get an Android if you don't like it. He bought him refurbished. I got I got the uh, – oh, the ones – no, I got the one, the Nexus – was it 5X, 6X? Mm-hmm. I got that one new, but I got it like a year after it had been released, okay. and I got it for like 250 maybe. Okay. Yeah, so the guy at the store talked me into it ever since, and I've been like, yeah, it's working. He went to the dark side. So anyway. Yeah, it's um, great over here. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, where were we in the Moses? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Your phone costs too much. I can't afford it. Look at that screen. Look at that. Look at that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, ooh. <laughs> apple. Okay, sorry. Right. You guys don't care about our Apple. Phone. All right, or that we're flashing them and we record this podcast on a MacBook. But go on. Um. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, verse eleven through fourteen. Oh yeah, we're here for a Bible study. <laughs> Fire in the hole, man. Uh, for this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it. Uh, far off. It is not in heaven that you should say who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you. Um, It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. I'm going to just do it. That's a different rapper. Which one's that? Is that KB? I don't know. I was trying to figure it out. I think uh, it's KB. Is it KB? Okay. I'm going to just do it. All right. So anyway, um, well, here we... So so what is he saying? He says, I'm going to just do it. No, uh, I think in 11, there's the uh, phrase, uh, I command you today is not too hard for you. Uh, another rendering of that would be, I thought it was interesting, uh, the word is complex, but the root of the word is wonderful. So he's basically saying like it's not too wonderful or it's not too complex for you. I, I'm like, once again, the translators chose probably the best choice, but they also chose like the most boring choice. Yeah. Uh, he's saying that like, hey, this commandment that I commanded you today, it's, it's not so extravagantly complex. It's not so like crazy and out there that you can't get it. Uh, so he's he's exhorting them to say, hey, I'm not giving you anything that's difficult. I'm saying obey God and things are going to go well. But, you know, he's not giving them difficult instructions. Right. Now, he's not saying it's easy. <laughs> so by no means is he saying that right. um, that what what he's asking them to do is easy. Um, and when, when we go back to the New Testament in a couple seconds, um, 
Paul is going to say the exact same thing. It's not necessarily easy, but what he's telling you and the commands that he's giving are simple. Mm-hmm. They're, they're easy to understand. You don't need some man or some crazy extravagant thing to take you to the high heavens or this part of the earth or deep in the ocean or anything like that. You don't need a guru, a scholar, a pope. Google. Well, I mean, sometimes I need Google helps. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, you don't need, you don't need all this to understand it and to derive what is supposed to be done here. Right. Right. Um, and so it's, it's again, not easy. But, but it's simple to understand. Yeah. Um, and no matter where you are, maybe kid, adult, you can understand what is being asked of you. And part of this, and I know you're about to jump to the NT there, but um, w- the Reformation was basically about that. So the Catholic Church was not permitting the people to have copies of Scripture that they could read. I mean, for one, it was very difficult to... They didn't have a printing press, you know, it was very difficult. Uh, But they're also saying that only certain people could interpret the Scriptures, and they would read that to the people, and the Pope would do it from his magic toilet, and whatever he, whenever he sat on that throne, it was gospel at that point, and whatever. Um, Which flies in the face of this section of verses here. Like, you don't need that person to interpret it. Like, every person can understand that you it's great to have scholarship help it's great to look deep into our commentaries and to get those cool little greek terms and all that but it you did not need somebody to say oh in order to obey god let me tell you the secrets that i learned from heaven itself you know kind mm-hmm. of thing are you going to go to galatians no romans oh I think if, if a, even if an angel of God tells you something different, let him be accursed. No, Paul, Paul once oh. again almost steals this word for word. Oh, okay. Um, he takes it and... Um, I love that you're in Romans. Romans 10, 6 through 10. The only and thing would make me happier would be Romans 8. It's not Romans 8, sorry. I know, we were at 2 and then 10, so it's in there somewhere. You're skipping the 7, 8, and 9 chapters. Yeah, well, to read the entire letter for this podcast would take at least an hour itself, right? Uh. All right, so 6 through 10 is this. But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth the one confesses and is saved. Um, and so the chart that I was actually looking for, which you can't see, ultimately... Is it, is it copyright or is it something we could share? No, it is copyrighted. So if you're looking, it's the IVP Old Testament commentary. Is it something I can doodle? I'm kidding. Go on. Well, I mean, I guess technically <laughs> you're really just comparing scriptures right next to each other. There you go. So it's really just a here is... I don't I don't know. Maybe we'll look at copyright laws, but ultimately <laughs> So it's in the IVP IVP Old Testament commentary. Okay. Um so here's what I'll at least say. This has got the Deuteronomy and then it's got the um Paul um Romans version right next to each other and it compares um chapter thirty, verse twelve of Deuteronomy with chapter ten, verse six, and then it's got um chapter thirty, verse thirteen with um, Romans ten seven, um, it's got Deuteronomy thirty fourteen with Romans ten eight, Jeez. and it's got chapter thirty fourteen and Deuteronomy six, uh, verse six through seven with chapter ten, uh, Romans ten nine through ten, and so it's basically a comparison of here's Deuteronomy and here's what Paul says in Romans ten, and it basically compares the two, saying, well, here's what mm. they say, here's what this says, um, and and kind of shows that that Paul's really kind of taking this whole Deuteronomy idea almost exact and and pretty much saying the same thing. Um, the only difference is is in Paul's you have Jesus being the um, being the center of that conversation where obviously in Deuteronomy, um, Jesus wasn't mentioned, but the, the words, the phrases, the ideas are still all right there. So Paul is very much taking a Deuteronomy concept and bringing it into new Testament world, man. How am I going to get away with being a new Testament Christian? If Paul's going to keep making me go back to the old Testament. (laughs) Oh, you can't. Oh, well, okay. Then (laughs) I should listen to a sweet podcast about this. Um, it's podcast at 
What is, what is our You know what? You could tell your friends to go to bakesh.podbean.com and download an episode. <laughs> Which actually, if you're already at uh, chapter 30 with us, then uh, you probably got that by no, now. No, they got to tell a friend. Oh, yes. You have to tell a friend. If every listener told one friend, we would double our listenership. To three? Just we kidding. would be in double digits. <laughs> no, we have more We'd than three. We'd be over in triple digits, were we? Uh, it depends on the month. Okay. So back to school, it's usually a jump. Okay. So so I guess summer is kind of the the, the lull. Uh depends what part of summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right when school gets out and you kind of get that June you get I get a lot of people that will listen. Okay. Um July is just average on the best. Okay. And August is about the same, but September it starts to go back up. Oh, nice. But I had not that you guys care. State of the podcast podcast. Um for some reason, like the last two weeks of August, we spiked. So somebody oh, wow. must have liked us somewhere. All right. So All right. That's how it works. So anyway. Um, so you were a part of a listenership of dozens times four or five <laughs> <laughs> listening right now. I don't, know. I don't even know what that number what that would be. It's like in the like uh, each episode averages about anywhere from seventy to a hundred downloads. All right. Um, but then we'll get some random old ones that will suddenly spike up there, and they'll get their own seventy to a hundred. So okay. like, um, so slowly adding on to our listenership. Yeah, it's almost like somebody hears the latest, and they'll go back through the catalog, and it'll spike all those for a while. Okay. Um, but I would say, like per month, yeah, we get several hundred. Oh wow. So, uh, unique wise, though, it's probably in the. 50 to 100 unique new every month, which means that's somebody trying it for the first time. Okay. Um, but then we have the consistent that's at 70 to 100 range. Okay. So okay. per episode. Oh. So I would say probably 70 to 100 overall. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That was fun for you guys, right? All right. Anyway. We went from Romans, Deuteronomy to the state of the podcast. So now you know you're part of a small listenership of awesome people. Right. But by go. the time you listen to it, we could spike by the billions. Yeah. Yeah. This will, uh, I mean, right now it's summer. Outside, by the time this post, it'll be like fall, <laughs> and we could be like, you know, swimming in advertisements. But we wouldn't do that. No, I'd never do that. No, I wouldn't either. No. I just, I just Straight up, go to our Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't have a Patreon. No, if no. there's a Bakesh on Patreon, it's not us. No, so. it, it's more we just do that. We actually do this for fun. Yeah. Um, we don't do this for how many numbers do we have or anything like that. I love paying the hosting fees for fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, it, but it's one of those. We, we legitimately, like, when we started heading this direction, we're like, you know, Let's have that we enjoy doing this anyway. Let's record right. it, and maybe we can get some people interested in the new, the Old Testament because you don't hear many podcasts on Deuteronomy. There's only a couple of Old Testament based podcasts, mm-hmm. and one that I thought was Old Testament based. He actually does everything. He just happened to sit in the Old Testament for a little while. Oh, okay. So I like to say we're the number one Old Testament podcast because we're right. like the only one, the only no. strong going. We can finish out this chapter. Okay, and then yes, we can. We can. Yeah. All right. We so got like anyway. 15 minutes-ish, so. All right, so. Um, Anything else about Paul telling us? No, I think that's all. View? Okay. Uh, I think we just see where, once again, um, these ideas and commands from the Old Testament um, transfer over very well. Um, and we realize that, that the his commands actually are, are, are simple, mm-hmm. not necessarily easy. But but they're simple um, to understand. You don't have to be a scholar to a doctorate, uh, uh, wrote a bunch of books. Here it is. Um, here's what it means to follow God. Here's what it means to become a Christian, to follow Jesus. Um, and it's not that difficult to understand. Yeah. And then once you get into it, suddenly you find this stuff enjoyable. Absolutely. So so with that, let's do 15 through 20. Let's finish off the chapter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways and by keeping his commands and his statutes and his rules, then you shall live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if your heart turns away 
and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them. I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him. For he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Yeah, so this kind of goes back to what you were saying about, like, he's he's giving choices, but he's, like, wholeheartedly endorsing, like, hey, choose choose the path of life, mm-hmm. which is another way of saying, like, choose that obedience. Yeah, absolutely. And his commands and statutes and his rules, I mean, if I think of my own life, I mean, I like being in that place better than when I'm not. Yeah. Um, in all honesty. And so it's one of those that... I mean, I guess from a spiritual perspective, I can see where where life, you know, is very much a part of that. And obviously disobedience is is death. And then we see Paul um, reiterate that in the, in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, but even from a practical, physical perspective, um, I would even say that my life is pr- provides much more life. Um, than when I choose to be disobedient and not mm-hmm. follow his commands where I find my life in a very worse spot. Um, so I see a very spiritual and a very, re what was it, F- not physical, but spiritual, physical implication. Or I don't see anything wrong with that, but I'm not sure what you're digging for. Um, <coughs> life. <laughs> it has, choose life. It has a physical, a spiritual, a reality-ish type impact that, that brings life. The other direction brings death. Yeah, he's basically equating, and this is another another thing you hear, uh, maybe you've heard in church before, you've heard pastors say, like, um, you know, living your life uh, under the guidance of God and as a Christian and fully submitting your life to that is like living that real life, that actual life the fulfilled life that God really has for you. The, I don't want to say the best life. Thanks, Olstein. But like you're really living that fulfillment of like what life is supposed to be. You're living it to its fullest potential. And that's really a sense what Moses is saying here by saying like choose life is, and you also get that um, Ezekiel once again, mm-hmm. uh, you were uh, dead, but now you're made alive. Like you're, you either choose a life with Christ. You either answer that, uh, call that circumcision of your heart is emboldened you to live that life um, and you have a full, joyful, full life. I use full life twice. Yeah, you use it for Or you're dead. Right. Like there isn't like an in-between. Now, like that whole, um, well, you can go to Revelation, that lukewarm, it results in you being spit, the church of Laodicea. Mm-hmm. They're lukewarm, so God spits them out of his mouth. It's vulgar to him. Uh, to have somebody that's lukewarm. So lukewarm is as good as death. Right. As a matter of fact, it's worse mm-hmm. if you go by the account, account in Revelation as right. to what's going on. Um, by choosing that life where you're you know, fully committed, you're obedient, so on and so forth, you're actually living the fullest, to the fullest potential, to the fullest life God has for you. Mm-hmm. And Moses I, is like, do it. <laughs> is there even a such thing as lukewarm, though? Like, um, I mean, Yeah, it's it, called American Christianity. Okay, that's... Yeah. Because, because when you look at this, I mean... God doesn't give a, a really, I mean, obviously, I mean, he's talking New Testament and Revelation. I mean, God knows what he's talking about. But when you're looking Old Testament and really when you're looking even New Testament, there's really two choices. Um, it's obedience or not. And if you're lukewarm, right. then you're probably not being very obedient. L- lukewarm is a poser stage. Right. It's like you, you know, you are paying for the gym membership, but you're not going. Right. It's you're wasting everybody's or you're wasting your time, your money, and you're not doing anything about it. But you, hey, man, you can tell people you got a gym membership. Mm-hmm. You're saying it's, I'm a, you're saying I'm a Christian, but you're being disobedient in your actions and the way of life, right? Right. So it, not only are you like instead of just being, uh, you're in a way you're setting yourself in a position to completely cut off your gospel centered growth mm. uh, in that way because people are thinking you're okay. Uh, we'll go back to the gym me- metaphor. Oh man, you know, Don's overweight. Well, he's got a gym membership. Uh, you know, it's less likely people are like, oh, well, he needs to get a gym membership and work out. You know, it's your, right. you're stunting your own growth and you're kind of pushing away the potential for that by 
being a poser. Mm. That's well, where that lukewarm lands. Well, I wonder if being a poser also, I mean, creates... Well, you're right, it's disobedient. Cr- well, it creates a bad name for Christ. I mean, if you're saying, I'm a Christian, um, and then you're being disobedient, um, mm. that's why, I mean, there's sometimes a very a negative view of Christianity. Right. You're saying, I'm a Christian, but here's the life that you're living in disobedience. And so you're almost being a worse representation of Christ by saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. So it's like either be war or hot or cold, don't right. be in between. Um, and maybe that's why that would be a worse situation than hot or cold. I mean, at least you, you've picked your choice. Right. Um, here you're like kind of weighing in the middle and it's like, man, you can't do that. Uh, it, well, if you think that's like our constant battle between like we'll talk to each other about that like this is a right. time when we're feeling like posers you know um so there's something that like tugs at our heart to like get out of that lukewarm stage as mm-hmm. christians right um but people like that are firmly embedded in it i think you get you grow an apathy and that becomes one of our biggest complaints yeah. you know is that uh, oh man pray for me man i'm so apathetic right now mm-hmm. like that's our you know it's a bad place to be and i think like the longer you sit in apathy like the the more likely you are to be stuck in apathy right but, right and to be dis- consistently disobedient. Absolutely. So. And so Moses says, therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live. Yeah. Um, so you want blessings, you want restoration, um, you want to avoid those curses. Um, choose life. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's simple to understand, um, but it's not easy to live out. And I think there's times, at least in my own life, that I'm like, okay, I got this. And then there's other times that I go back and, no, I don't got this. Yeah. But we see earlier in the chapter, we see all those, you know, God gathers his people back to him. He's, you know, Mm -hmm. he's in his sovereignty. He's there to help you and to guide you. And there's even promises at the end of this chapter and even prior to the chapter that like of God restoring even ancestors, like saying, hey, it's not just you. It's your offspring that I'm going to bring back to me. So there's there's a lot of once again, there's a lot of reach that God has to pull you back in. Mm -hmm. So if you are listening to the podcast and you're in a state of apathy right now, or you're in a state of poserness is poser still a word. Is that the nineties kid? No, I don't, Um, I don't hear poser anymore. Yeah. If you're lukewarm, you're in apathy. You're not sure what's up. Like the word psych is back. Psych. Uh, the, uh, biggest thing you can do is just say, God, I feel like a fake right now. Help Mm -hmm. me out. Like, I don't want to be this fake anymore. I want to live life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like go to him, pray to him. You want to make his name great again. You know, that's all I got. Yep. That's all I got. That was my altar call. Okay. Yeah, I just have, <laughs> in my notes, I just have, so choose life in really big, bold, red letters. There you go. Oh, you land. are a red letter Christian. Well, yes, of course I am. <laughs> Who this, goes wait. back to the Old Testament? Wait. Oh, this Bible does have red lettering. I was going to make fun of it. It says red lettering. Yep. My daughters don't have red lettering. I wish it did because it's easier for me to be like, here's what Jesus is saying. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was a debate as whether or not red lettering was good or not. Really? So what was the de- debate about? Basically stuff like this in Revelation. Like, are we determining um, who's saying stuff that could be? Um, or some people believe that when it mentions an angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, that could have been Christ. Uh, so some people get into fights over that. Some people don't like that it adds into scripture things that adds into potential eisegesis, you know, okay. all that. But whatever, we'll let the nerds yeah. debate that. Okay. Uh, so we're going to leave you guys with that. <laughs> this is the most ADD I think we've been in a while. So Ooh, Absolutely. That's so. for you guys. That's for you, the, the subs. <laughs> and the former Catholics will miss you. Sorry about making fun of the Pope. <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm just kidding. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye.